Happy June 24th, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another rendition of the outlet. It's me, it's me, it's CJD here in the place to be. Repping for all you guys and gals out there. Now, this is a very mysterious day here with everything that's going on. Have a lot to cover here on the outlet, a lot to do. Leading in with a couple things going on. What's going on here with Team USA? have no idea. Nine guys have opted out of Team USA. Big name guys. Guys that I think could be a factor on leading the next generation. Now, this isn't 2010. There's no LeBron. There's no Kobe. There's no, not even a Melo, no CP3. None of those guys. This generation was going to be led by guys like Anthony Davis. Damian Lillard, James Harden, guys that really play well and can really do some damage, but we're here without those guys now. Kevin Love has just recently opted out as of today of Team USA Olympic basketball, upping the total to really 10 guys that are out. Let me read the list for you. Anthony Davis. James Harden, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon, Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum, Kevin Love, and and I don't know if I said Zion Williamson, but if I didn't, I'm going to say it again. Zion Williamson. So, I don't know what's going on, the new phenomenon that's going on, guys sitting out. To me, it says that guys really care more about their brand than they care about playing for the country. I'm not going to say that they're not patriotic. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say that they are guys who are just here just to collect a paycheck and sell shoes and all that stuff. But what's really going on? Well, growing up, and I come from the era of watching the Olympic basketball in 96, watching in 2000, 2004, which is a dreadful year. You know, 2000, and, and, you know 2008 and all that. And watching, watching teams like that. And just seeing them succeed and just trounce the competition, it really warmed my heart. So all these big name guys that are not gonna be here this year in the for Team USA. I don't really know where that leads us. You know, on Team USA now is gonna be a lot of gentlemen that aren't big names that are kind of more like role players for others to really see. Guys that you don't really count on to close the game. But guys that you count on in order to do the dirty work. Guys that you know are going to be there to grab the rebounds, throw the elbows, you know, chase the ball down. And that's all fun and good and that's all great and I'm happy that that's going on. But I don't want that on my team. You know, I want a couple on my team USA. I want some big names. You know, I want some guys that are going going to be able to shut the game down. That when you when you see them step on the court, you know, you just know, like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James being on the same team, you knew that was gonna, that was something special. You knew that was going to be an, a a dominant win. We can even go back to the Dream Team. We can go back to Jordan, Pippen, Magic, Bird, Ewing. On the same team. Now we have guys, 
you know, who are legit, pretty good guys, but you have gentlemen like Harrison Barnes, Andre Drummond, Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Miles Turner, Kyle Kuzma, who is great, but not really proven yet. Brooke Lopez, Paul Millsap, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. Missing a couple guys, yeah. Like Marcus Smart, who's a lockdown defender. And Jalen Brown also. But those are guys that don't really move the needle for me. You know, I need to know that I'm going to have a bona fide win. Because with America kind of being behind in many ways to other countries, I want to know that at least in athletics, we will be able to dominate, especially in basketball. Now, I don't know what's going on here in Golden State. Steve Kerr has been the beneficiary of winning for or being in, in the winning conversation for the last four to five years, having been able to capture three rings. And I don't understand what he feels. Oh, four rings, excuse me. Having been able to win that much, he has an opinion about Kind of hypocritical opinion. Steve Carr has recently come out and said that Andy Davis being able to, in some cases, force a trade to the Lakers is bad for the league. Once again, let me say this. Steve Kerr is saying that one man forcing his way to another franchise is bad for the league. Yo, Steve Kerr, man. It's easy to talk after you have been the beneficiary of winning titles over the last five years. Excuse me, I want to correct myself. It's three titles over the last five years. But a guy that's been able to win with literally the best team in the league, having kind of stolen Kevin Durant away from the rest of the league. And... and Maybe single-handedly ending his career. That's neither here or there today as I talk. But you have been the beneficiary of winning. Who do you think you are? Who? I understand, you know, you hit, you hit the, the clinching jumper for, for the Bulls in the finals. But come on, dude. Who Like, who, come on, man. Come on, player. Like, yo, you've been able to win, win great. You broken records for winning games, broke your own former team's record winning games, coach of the year, many highlights, Disneyland trips, popping champagne like Ron Browse, and you're sitting here talking about one man forcing his way to another franchise is bad for the league. Dude, you stole somebody from another team. Granted, he made he made his own decisions by going to Golden State, but you guys essentially stole the number one player in the league, Slim Reaper, a.k.a. Kevin Durant, arguably number one player in the league now after that Tony Achilles because that happened on your watch, Mr. Kerr. Um, you guys have been the gold standard when it comes to winning, and now you want to be able to talk. Dude, just, I'm not going to say just shut up and dribble because that's what somebody said, and they got in real, real trouble. But, dude, just coach the game, man. You got a lot on your plate right now. You have no Kevin Durant, so and no Klay Thompson for the season. Which you guys are smart. You guys will hold them out for a whole season. 
Because when people come back from torn ACLs, unlike Russell Westbrook, who came back from a torn ACL, which everybody forgets, and he came back better. Way, way, way better than anybody would have ever imagined from his torn ACL. But you got to worry about Clay coming back and being effective, being that middleman, that defensive, def- that, that lockdown defender, excuse me, that automatic three-point shooter. And those of us who have played NBA 2K or, uh, or even NBA Live or any virtual basketball simulation of the NBA over the last, I want to say, five years, you know how tough it is playing against uh, Clay Thompson. He doesn't miss. <laughs> he he never misses. I have broken many controllers in my day because of that guy over the last several years. And you want to talk about that was bad for the league. In one sense, I kind of agree with you. It was kind of bad for the league because LeBron, there he goes again, controlling controlling the, the narrative and building his own super team. But in another sense, you know, you have been able to win and win easily and dominantly over the last few seasons. Let somebody else have a turn. You be, you know, the girl, the hot girl at school has been making you lunch for the last couple of years. Let her make somebody else a sandwich. You know, it's all good. You'll be all right, Steve Kerr. But, you know, you have really hurt my soul in many ways, Steve Kerr, which is why I have not really hate for you, but I have a lot of angst toward what you mean and what you embody because the way you opted out of my New York Knicks coaching job really hurt my soul. And I understand, you know, New York's not for everybody. And number two, you didn't want to be a puppet for Phil Jackson, but it just hurts, man. I mean, with that being said, survey of 20 league executives, coaches, and I think some training staff members were surveyed by officials of the league. And it has been said who will be the top at the league and who will be the bottom of the league. And it has been surveyed that the New York Knicks will be the bottom of the league again. Let me say this again. The New York Knicks will be at the bottom of the league again. Now, us diehard Knicks fans, we all know it has been a trying, trying, trying 20 years. The last time some of us saw the Knicks win, or at least saw the Garden be exciting, the Garden be really, really exciting. We're not talking about, you know, Jeremy Lin exciting, because that was, that was, that was beautiful. But... The last time we saw the Knicks team be really exciting was around 1998-1999 when the Knicks went to the championship. We all knew they were going to get waxed by San Antonio, but it was just exciting to take the thrill, take the ride there. You know, be able to see those guys, see see Allen Houston hit that floater and get the one bounce, see Larry Johnson hitting that four-point play. You know, having to see all that, and see Pat's kind of last, like, last runs going and going at the league and actually still being dominant and competitive. And then you have to see a team with, you know, which I see what the Knicks are doing. It's not really my kind of team. It's not really what I would do. But being able to see the Knicks go and, and get guys who are just in between stop gaps. Current New York Knicks roster is 
pretty much the power forward team. <laughs> you got Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, Kevin Knox, Bobby Portis, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, which made zero sense to me. I never, ever, ever was a Taj Gibson fan. I thought he was good at what he did in Chicago, but he doesn't fit on this team. Sorry, dude, you don't fit. Then from the guard spots, you got guys like Damian Dotson, Kadeem Allen, Wayne Ellington, who didn't make any sense to me either. I have been told he's a great shooter, but I don't pay attention to him. Alonzo Trier, you got Alfred Payton, who don't really watch his game much. Have played against him in 2K, he's terrible. Um, RJ Barrett, who is the future. Dennis Smith Jr., who I'm hoping that the Knicks are able to keep him because I don't understand what always bring Kyrie here is. If you keep that core here of Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, RJ Barrett, and Mitchell Robinson, keep Alonzo Trier and this kid, Ignis Brasdikis, that is going to be. Five gentlemen, whether they're all starring or whether they're not all starring, they're going to be a force to record with in this league. I think the Knicks can really be something. I see the route that they're going. You know, I see that they're trying to go the Nets route and being able to build together a core, kind of like what the Nets did with uh, D'Angelo Russell, build a core and then kind of force the star players to come here because we haven't had a star come here to New York since... um, you know, that guy that's not in the league anymore. What's his name? Uh, the guy that's worried more about, like, 35, scoring 35 than actually, you know, going getting to the playoffs. forgot what that guy's name is. The guy whose wife was on power, who was messing with uh, Tommy. Man, that showed everybody her tatas. Yo, what is her name? What's his name? The guy, he doesn't have a team right now. Then he got released off two teams over the last two years because he was just so good. Uh, yo, I forgot what that guy's name is. He was on Denver and kind of he forced a trade to New York and broke up a very good Knicks team that was playing together. Even though Amari was hurt, we were still playing good dominant ball team ball with Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Ray Felton. And Amari Steinmar, for the life of me, I can't remember that guy's name. Oh, well, hey, it'll come back to me one day. But some other news that are going on in the league. Um, Kawhi and Paul George are currently being introduced to the, the L.A. community as two members of the Clippers, which is really good for the league to see. I, I, you know, I'm kind of glad they went. East, you know, me here at CJD on the outlet, the place to be. I'm a little upset that they didn't come to New York, but hey, it is what it is, especially Kawhi. I thought I thought we had some kind of a shot to get Kawhi. Could be me being a delusional Knicks fan, but hey, are we all a little delusional and up here as Knicks fans? Um, It's really good to see them going there and actually competing in L.A. against LeBron. I liked that Kawhi, which I never thought Kawhi was going to go to L.A. in the first place, to be honest with you. Kawhi doesn't want to play second ring. Kawhi is a, if he's going to go to a team, he wants it to be his team. He's quiet and doesn't seem that way, but he is that way. You can see in his face, see in his demeanor, see how he acts. 
Kawhi wants to be the number one man. He don't want to play second field with nobody. He wants it to be his team. It's either going to be his team or it's going to be his team with somebody. It's not going to be, oh, it's, you know, LeBron and then it's Kawhi. Or, or Kawhi went to LeBron's team. No, Kawhi wants to go to Kawhi's team, which I completely understand and respect. And not only is he going there, I think the Clippers now have won have won that battle in L.A. because the Clippers are a better team. And I never thought I would say that ever in my life. Growing up, I'm a, I'm a, a 90s kid, 2000s teen. I was in college in the 2007. I was in my 20s in, 2000, in the 2010s, really. And see, the Clippers were always a joke. The Clippers had guys like Quentin Richardson, Darius Miles, Michael Olawa Candy, you know, that racist owner, Donald Sterling, you know, you had a lot of a lot of guys like that, and it was just a very, 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 very bad team, especially early on. But now seeing them rise and with a better team, with guys like Montrezl, to compliment Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, guys like Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams, I'm glad. I'm very, very, very happy to see them competing. And that's just this just adds to the beast that the West has become. Because every team is acceptable now. Every team is competitive. Every team is dominant in the West. Every single team in my in my opinion. Even the you can even say the Grizzlies too, but not really. You know, teams like Utah. The Jazz, the Jazz have done a miracle work. The Jazz, they have, you know, get, I know Michael Conley needs to stay healthy. I know that. But if, if you get a healthy Michael Conley and go with Donovan Mitchell, who hurts my soul, he's not here in New York. He's from here. But Don, you have to go with guys like Donovan Mitchell, Rui Gobert, and you also are, you know, one of the underrated moves to bring in um, Bogdanovich to Utah. So you have guys like that. You know, skies are the limit. Also, some quick NBA news here. Pau Gasol has just signed with the Portland Trailblazers. And that's a big move because you get veteran leadership there. You get kind of a... I know Powell's old now, but he can still play. You say you get a hammer, you get... Somebody to give Hassan Whiteside a blow in the middle, adding to the competitiveness of the Western Conference. Even a bad team a few years ago, like the Portland Trailblazers, can go and be somebody. If you want to be somebody, and you're going to go somewhere, then you got to sign free agents and be something. So, you know, that's just my little rendition of what goes on, what's going on now. So, kind of wrap up here, um, here on Touch Em All, where we speak about other sports here on the outlet. Titans offensive lineman Taylor Lewin has tested positive for banned substance, Osterine, and has been suspended for four games in the league. But here's a little twist. He has requested to have a polygraph test to see if you really took it. Can you imagine doing something wrong? Can you imagine cheating on on an exam or a test in school and 
you know, your teacher catching you and then going to your teacher and saying, well, hey, you didn't really catch me. Give me a polygraph exam. Give me a lie detector. So, yeah, it's crazy to me, too. It's crazy to me, too. Hey, I'm one of those people. You did. You did. You got caught with your pants down. That's on you, man. You got to own up to your things. Own up to your mistakes and do what you got to do. So, the U.S. Women's National Team, a.k.a. the rock stars of the soccer world. Congratulations, ladies. As an American, proud of you. I was actually down there when you guys were having your parade. wasn't at the parade. I was kind of walking through, and it was pretty sick to see. It was really cool, the support and love that was shown to the women's soccer team. They have two friendlies coming up. So, hey, whoever, wanna go, whoever wants to go, feel free to give me a call. Let's get these tickets, so let's get rolling. Jalen Ramsey, and more NFL news, Jalen Ramsey arrived in a Brinks truck to training camp. Training camp is the equivalent to double sessions. Those of us that played football at one time in our life, <laughs> you know, I, I played football throughout high school, but uh, it's uh, I, just, I, that's crazy to me. You know, just imagine, you know, a guy who's pretty good on your team, not really, you know, the captain or anything, and you guys aren't really that good, him showing up in a Ferrari to double sessions. Like, dude, come on, get your life, man. You weren't even that good last year. You talked all that mess in the beginning of the year, and you got shut up. You talked about every quarterback, I believe every wide receiver, too, and you got locked the F down. Shut up and play, man. Just keep your mouth shut and play. Yo, stop trying to stop trying to be flashy. You're not there yet. You're not like the Daryl Greens. You're not like the Deion Sanders. You're not like D'Angelo Hall in his prime. You're not like them. You're not like Namdi Asamoah that one season that he was good. You're nothing like Aqib Tlaib. Just, just, yo, just, just go play ball, bro. Just go play ball. That's all you can do. Show them on the field, man. You're not even like Josh Norman, homie. But that's cool. Um, two more bits of news. Few more bits of news that are coming out of here in New York baseball world. Be prepared to be devastated with death and a wedding. So, <laughs> no death, but Gary Sanchez has gone to DL with a groin strain as Didi Gregorius rips for seven RBIs in yesterday's game against the Twins. Um, hey. That really hurts. That hurts, but, you know, let's just keep on winning, keep playing hard, Yankees. <clears throat> Robinson Cano has hit two home runs all July. Two. Mets fans have been very disgruntled. He came up for three bombs yesterday. Guess he's here in the chit-chat. Guess he's here in the chatter. So, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. It's me. It's me, CJD, here on the outlet. And once again, always remember to always shoot for the stars. See ya.